have a passion, hobby or expertise and want to share it with the world, why not do a podcast? The PodStation offers a wide range of packages to make this a reality, ranging from training and support for those who have no idea where to begin, to podcasters who just need somewhere to host their show. With prices starting at a mere £15 per month, you can now get involved in one of the fastest growing entertainment forms in the world without all the headaches. To find out more, visit thepodstation.co.uk forward slash station dash packages. And remember, those with passion, podcast. You're listening to The Business Spotlight, exclusively on The Pod Station. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Business Spotlight. My name is Matt Pollard. I'm one of the co-founders of the Pod Station, and I suppose to just briefly explain what the Business Spotlight is. What we do is we try and feature a, a business. Um, they can showcase their expertise, and hopefully some of those nuggets will be useful to you, the listeners, uh, to apply. I don't know in your life or your business whatever the topic might be and there is quite literally no topic that we won't touch so if you would like to be a guest on the show then feel free to get in contact with us you can uh, email the business spotlight at podstation.co.uk you can find us on social media we're on facebook instagram twitter and linkedin Um, if you just type in the pod station you should find us just direct message us there Um, if you want to check out some of the other episodes this isn't the first one then uh, if you go to the podstation.co.uk find the business spotlight tab it'll show you all the shows it'll also give you handy links to all of the major podcast platforms where you can subscribe to the show and so they automatically download onto whichever um, device you use to listen to your podcast it's quite easy really Uh, we also have this show on youtube although we don't do video yet i haven't quite got my head around the idea of my mug being on the big screen or small screen or any screen whatsoever so uh yes we maybe sometime in the future i'll brave that step uh, now, joining me this week is uh, Claire Dallas of Dallas Consulting. How are you doing, Claire? Yeah, good, good, good. Summertime, good vibes. Indeed. Um, first podcast, or have you done one before? I've done one, just one. Oh, well, it should but be. a lot. <laughs> well, you're, you'll be an old hand at it then, I'm, I'm absolutely sure. Do you want to just briefly explain to people about what you do, what Dallas Consulting does, Um just to perhaps roadmap where we might be going with the topics that we're going to chat through today. For sure. Yeah, of course. So um, Dallas Consulting is a very innovative uh, company um, where we look with a whole team of experts in the field who are true experts. So let's overlook the name consultants for a second, who... Uh, represent each type of area in a business so that we can unravel the problems, um, whatever that is across the business, and provide innovative solutions that provide quality and compliance. Okay. Uh, now, I've I've worked with people like yourself in the past, and I suppose one of the key 
benefits is the outside looking in approach where sometimes when you're engrossed in the midst of the chaos you can't see the wood for the trees and to have an expert who is able to look at it perhaps without as much emotion perhaps with a different area set of eyes or even a, a different set of skills um, can be massively valuable to a business totally totally and i think so many businesses are confidently trying to strive in their confidence to go to move ahead and, and for growth um and i think when you're in the midst you're wearing a million hats as a business owner um or a ceo or an md as senior management and to be able to get someone who has that deeper level of experience they've come across similar scenarios and even uh, they can see that what are the next step where either things could go wrong or of course how things could be better that will really really benefit the company and sometimes it's really fundamental it's not just a nice to have this really impacts the bottom line it impacts how the company's going to move ahead towards its goals um, and it provides um, also that right hand person so we act as trusted business advisors which a lot of experts actually don't take that sort of stance it's like building that relationship very relationship led um so that you can also educate and empower the the businesses going forward rather than have a specialist they sort it all out you know mysteriously and appear again and there's a solution and sometimes the solution is really not even understood so yeah we definitely do things a little bit differently in, in, in that way to be able to help companies. Yeah, my, my business manager was a cross between a warm comfort blanket um, because when you, you had these problems, I always used to run them by her uh, so that we could discuss them and she'd throw out some ideas and quite often she'd bring up factors I hadn't considered. I also likened it to going to the head teacher's office. So whenever we had a meeting and I'd had my list of to-dos from the last meeting, you're going in thinking oh, I haven't done that, and, and I should have done that, and did I do that, and oh, yeah, I've done that, but I've done that well enough. And then you go into this meeting, half bearing in mind you're the boss and the owner of the business, half expecting to get told off um, for not having done your homework. But you need that as a business owner, I find. Certainly if you're the owner of a business, it can be quite a lonely place, can't it? It can, and I have to say that maybe as a mentor for a business or a non-exec giving advice, then you've got that accountability partner. But we actually don't work in a way to be accountability partners. We work in a way that we are like a team, like in terms of uh, being a trusted right-hand person is actually rather than have you done this and whatever, actually it's a case of we're in contact quite a bit. It's a relationship led. So if things are not going right, rather than reporting back at certain points, there's that continual communication, which means when there's a hurdle to overcome or when things are stumbling a bit in terms of whatever needs to be implemented, then we're there. That's the whole point. The expert's there to, before they have to pick up the pieces or say it's not done, it's like, right, okay, how about looking at this, this, and this? So it's very fluid and flexible support, which is really positive. That's why the empowerment within the model and the approach we take. What kind of things do you help then to, to solve problem-wise? 
um, in terms of what areas? Yeah, it, it, I, I appreciate it's a very generic question because you probably deal with that many different types of businesses that it's very hard to be specific as far as how you you can help with what with your expertise but what sort of the key more common support mechanisms that they need what what are the things that they traditionally come to you to look for right so there's a number of things generically it would be number one growing businesses and even in this pandemic so pre-pandemic i was proactively looking at growth whether it was a formal plan of growth strategy etc and now every business is impacted but growth absolutely still should be core. so we'd look at um what the uh things that they would need to contribute towards that growth we try not to be the growth strategist for companies because it's good to have an independent person at senior level who is like a coach uh, or a mentor who provides strategic support and is the accountability partner maybe and then we help implement it. So that could be a million and one things across a business. Generally, we support uh, manufacturing businesses, technology businesses, retail and healthcare businesses. Um, we cover most industries, but those are our key areas. And it's for businesses that are um, on that growth path, usually medium-sized businesses up to large corporations. And we've just started uh, on our journey with corporates at the moment too. So in terms of the so, sort of what we can solve, it's across the whole business. So we have experts who've got usually about 20 years experience each in a very specific field. So for instance, it could be to do with marketing where they're not seeing the results from marketing. They aren't having the response from the paid marketing ads and, and campaigns they're running. Um, and they may need to have a look at their marketing strategy uh, to see it's aligned with what they're delivering. Remember, a lot of companies have pivoted, dare I say the word, not sure about the word really, but they have been innovative and changed what they're doing. It's not just about being online. They've had to change their offering and align it to the pandemic uh, circumstances and, and economy. So we go from the marketing end of the business through to sales. Sales often is like, yes, we've got... Um, uh, reduce turnover, but actually it could be not a direct impact of the pandemic. It could be they haven't got the right infrastructure in place, they haven't got the tools, they haven't had the right training. Um, and then we go through to operations and that covers all types of processes, standards, especially coming into its own at the moment is ISO standards, looking at quality um, and how they need to meet their customer, their audience, their market demands for that. Um, and then we have mental health and well-being, which is absolutely critical at this time. That's clinical and non-clinical. HR, health and safety is another big one. So these are all key areas in most businesses rather than business specific um, that we can say, right, what is, you know, it could be that they have obviously making, making redundancies, unfortunately, has been the case last year. But this year that we can see a drive on recruitment especially looking at diversity and inclusion within that at the moment not just for the time being but that's really coming into the forefront which is uh, we're the big advocate for that in our company um and overcoming issues across the business functions 
Pivoting's a word that I only relatively recently came across, and I, now it's one of those things where once you've heard it worse, and uh, sorry, once you've heard it once, you seem to hear it all the time. Now it's a it's a strange phrase, but I kind of get what people are, are saying when they do that. Now you've date stamped it slightly by by mentioning the the pandemic, which which sort of leads me on to the next question, really, because. To, to give people an idea of where we are in this cataclysmic mess, um, we are we are currently in mid June two thousand twenty one. So uh, we were kind of just ebbing ever so desperately close to everything going back to normal, um, only for it to be snatched away at the last moment. So certainly the world's far from back to normal, and in the UK there were there are still social distancing measures in place, so it's still not quite there, and certainly there's a lot of businesses that continue to be affected by the the outcomes of those decisions. Um, in terms of where you fit into sort of many businesses' plans, uh, obviously when challenges come across, whether they be good or bad challenges, um, the use of the likes of your expertise is probably something that people will always or should need or want. And um, But how has that actually reflected itself during the pandemic? Has there been a clear distinction between those businesses that are doing really well and go, right, I don't need you anymore, or yes, I want more of you because I want to keep on growing, or have there been businesses where it's really gone downhill because they've just almost been closed and so they've gone we can't afford to do it or we need your help because we need you to to pivot um to to, to change to adapt uh, how how has it sort of looked in in the world because perhaps your um view of, of of the pandemic will probably give people a nice idea of how businesses have been responding yeah i absolutely and i think you know there's been a clear distinction between 2020 and 2021. Um, so in 2020, we work um, with clients who were desperately trying to um, just protect their, their business. It was survival. So it'd be either minimize operations or put operations on hold, but in a safe way where when the lockdowns ended, then they could, you know, I wouldn't say jump back into the driving seat, but they could definitely um, have minimal cost but most effective way of operating again and building up those operations um, and part of that is a lot of development so it'd be looking at product development service development different offerings which is what we can support them with um, as well and so that was buckling down and giving that survival support if you like and that helping along that considerations of how they could transform um, in terms of um, businesses that just closed, I mean, there's many businesses that have closed, but we work long-term with our clients for years. You know, it's not just an ad hoc little service here or a big project here. It's like, it's, it's a relationship led over years. And so uh, we've been fortunate in our whole client base that there wasn't any casualties of that. Um, but there's always a risk even now you know obviously in these um unpredictable times um however in 2021 there's good news like we've you know despite all the noise about how awful the economy is we've seen 
businesses just rise up and tackle head on what's you know how they're going to actually progress it gets to a point of there has to be a way like let's look at the way to do it and if if all businesses do that the economy will thrive again and it's had an amazing effect it's like well okay we can't all go into our premises and for, for manufacturing obviously that's been a massive issue although the manufacturing sector has been uh, protected a little bit in the sense of that when they can get together for essential uh, delivery that actually you have businesses that think right so what is it i need to do now to go to go ahead and like i said yes the, a lot of businesses obviously have focused a lot more in terms of their digital presence and but their digital offering but how to do things differently and if businesses are unable to approach it like that and want to i just want to do what i've always done in the way i've always done it they could absolutely there will be businesses who can survive like that but it's survive and not thrive and i think this is the a massive mindset change there has to be change and it has to be creative and you have to look at options you've never looked at before which are going to bring huge value to your business and and to the local and national economy altogether as well uh, we're based in the merseyside area so how has that sort of impacted with the economic growth of of, of say liverpool as a, a city region right so um the liverpool city region um actually has a huge potential for growth which has started that potential is now becoming realized and i think this is all based on confidence because the region itself has been rocked because it's there's so much that's based on tourism like that's a huge industry on events as well um and on the arts and there's been obviously a lot of restrictions um and across hospitality of course so i think there's a kind of anxiety and apprehension and thinking oh you know nothing can happen really until we all get those industries get on their feet and there's been an incredible realization across the uh sme economy that we've seen is well actually do we how can we operate in different spaces how can we actually keep pro providing and keep supporting our the general public our our business to business companies how can this still work is it literally presence based or you know is it can it be done online can it be done in a different way with different supply chains and this is all coming to the surface now in terms of um, being able to look at how they can create economic growth and you've started to see a really good signs and strong signs of growth uh, for the first six months of this year with that right we're just going to innovate and we're just going to take it forward and that's what the uh, economy needs for liverpool city region to 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 rise up and thrive and emerge through the pandemic successfully is is just to have that confidence and interestingly we've um we've got this knowledge literally from working with a lot of different companies we are uh, as a company engaged with the the good business festival so um our legal director um and business consultant too he's uh, well known for his diversity and inclusion practicing as an expert is garth dallas and he is the 
uh, uh, leading on the business engagement and business collaboration um, for the Good Business Festival, which is the Liverpool City um, City Council and Culture Liverpool is there. If you've not heard of it, it's like was the International Festival for Business and it's been rebranded. And they have a huge focus, especially looking at SME, uh, the SMEs in the, across the whole region, because that is the, a massive contribution towards the economy. So they're looking at standards, all the different innovative ways of how businesses can push ahead really creatively. And it's not whether you're in a creative industry. So we've been very much engaged on that. And through that, I'm literally just about to release a business confidence survey that will go to all businesses, you know, open for any, any business to, to fill. It's a two minute survey but it's looking at all the key factors of what, how confident businesses are in terms of being able to consider growth at the moment. Like what's their status? Is it, uh, are they ready for recruitment? Are they looking at new supply chains? Are they selling um, services or products in new geographic areas? Like what is it? Because if we can understand what creates growth, knowledge is power. And I think we should all come together and uplift the community together. Um, which again, in terms of how we deliver all our services, it's not just us as a single business. I see all the businesses as a unity in the economy that we should share knowledge, we should share expertise and take it forward and see great things happen because it's possible. Uh, before we move on, and I, I promptly forget, how will people be able to find that survey that you've you've mentioned and perhaps participate in it? Oh, of course. So that is available on our website, which is uh, dallasconsulting.co.uk. And it's also going to be on our LinkedIn. So that's going to be released beginning of next week. Fantastic. Which um, it's coming the 16th of June. So for anyone listening to this slightly uh, after that date, then uh, yes, it probably will be out there for you to do. Is there a closing date for people to to enter? It will close at the end of June. Okay, so get on and do it, people, as quickly as you can. Uh, you mentioned... Oh, I say something, actually. When we, whatever we try and do, we do it to bring value and, and to benefit. So with the confidence survey, the purpose of that is not just so that we know. <laughs> no, it's not going to do as much good just that we know. Uh, you know, this is for knowledge to be shared. So um, it's not publishing any names of businesses, you know, where because obviously some of this is maybe sensitive. If you're not recruiting, it may look bad on the company. We're very aware of these things. So that's all un, um, confidential. However, we give we are providing a, a free report that provides all the st statistical and data analysis. So it shows um, where across per industry where companies um how what companies are thinking where they're at what their status is and this is really really important so that we understand the confidence of what could help companies it's all about helping so this will give an insight for businesses to look at where what's happening with their customers what's happening with their suppliers you know because it covers different industries of where businesses are at well, how confident are they feeling at the moment for certain in terms of certain aspects of growth um so that they can help support them they can know what those issues and challenges are and it 
then there's an understanding where there's an understanding you can innovate you can you can support each other is innovation then one of the key factors if a business is looking to get back on either an even keel or to grow with the there are other things that they need to be considering um innovation is at the core um i think you can innovate but also you need to uh protect as well so protection is in terms of be compliant um make sure and this is because of quality as well as what you should be doing as a business show that level of commitment and quality to your business to protect it to give it really good foundations so that would obviously say example is gdpr make sure that you're really really up to date that you you've achieved that yes you should be doing it anyway but it's not it's more than that it gives a lot of um uh, value into all your operations of what you're doing it's a very very good standing point to showcase if you like to quite quite rightly so to say we do everything properly we're doing things right and we'll look after you to your customers i think um for the innovation uh part is looking at uh when i say it's all very vague if you say do things differently but it's putting um a roadmap in front that has the same destination as what the company wanted to achieve whatever the vision or the big goal of the company is but actually looking at how and this is where it's kind of a challenge for a lot of businesses because what you don't know you don't know right so you could look at for instance um number one is when you look at innovation you look at how what are the issues in terms of preventing the company go forward and you find what those are actually instead of being vague always get specific what is it what are those hurdles what do you need to overcome then you could do a fix what can how can we fix that what's the solution for that so you have a firm footing to take the business forward and then you focus and the innovation really comes on the focus model because then you can look at how so we we're working with businesses where we're saying you know doing everything in your own strength even as an incredibly good businesses you've got a great track record it's financially alone it can be really tough to to move ahead then collaborate innovate through collaboration and that you know i come across um quite a few sort of mindsets that struggle with that because they there's an understanding or a misunderstanding that that means you need to go in a joint venture in you know which can work brilliantly but or you need a new business partner and it's like actually you could just collaborate in terms of having an an associate firm as a partner where you collaborate to extend what your service is offering so that you have a package of services that is really really hits hits the nail on the head like that is exactly what your customers need um and then you benefit together because they have their share of the market you have yours so to bring that together is powerful um there's other ways you can do it looking at supply chains they never bid for anything i couldn't go into formal tendering why ask us it may not be right for your business but but approach it explore it um there's uh, a lot of disruption of the formal supply chains happening at the moment and you'll start to see that throughout this year where especially for SME businesses it's muscling in there is that how do i get in? actually it'll all open up because of the specialist nature of the services and goods that they provide and you could do that through well 
if you can go for that, how do you get the edge? How do you how do you become the one that wins? And a, a very key thing at the moment is standards. Like if you look at what, not just what the mandatory requirements are, but how do you shine? How does your company really uh, get to show its value? Um, and part of that is through you've got some sort of recognition and it's not through awards that awards are help they're through recognized but standards are a massive rubber stamp or stamp of approval on your business say yes we've got quality so there's the iso 9001 but there's loads of different accreditations and they're not all high cost and you know tedious to get through that they actually reflect what the company is about so it could be you have a sustainability strategy and you show examples of how you're car you're working towards you know carbon net zero and uh you know environmental is very very much at the forefront in terms of business sustainability going forward and it's not about doing these actions to tick a box it really matters sustainability is huge it's a huge concept that we all need to work towards and i think seeing that recognizing it implementing that in your business will improve performance it improves productivity and it opens up all new opportunities with customer targets you never even thought about before supply chains was an interesting thing that you you mentioned there um, i've come across quite a few businesses over the 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 last sort of 12 months who've faced a whole plethora of supply chain issues uh some have been brexit related and that perhaps doesn't get as much uh, press exposure at the minute because of the pandemic but uh the ability to um get the raw materials that they need to produce the services or the goods that they need is is really being clogged up by the mm -hmm the new red tape that has been created uh, you've obviously got the pandemic issue which is creating a slowdown even little things like uh, the that massive tanker that got stuck in i can't remember where it was now i mean wasn't that costing something like three billion pounds an hour or something in in terms yeah. of of the cost to to the world economy um so you've you've got those kind of things and it seems that the price, the raw material prices are going up. So I know printers whose paper cost is going up. I know timber merchants, uh, timber merchants whose wood cost has had to go up dramatically as a result of all of these things. So there's a real supply supply issue, chain issue going on there. Uh, are these things that you're coming across? What what sort of solutions are people trying to find to work with those problems because they're not going to change anytime soon aren't these oh that's such a brilliant um topic and question to raise absolutely and i think you know this is where you have to keep adapting we work with clients for instance we have a client who um has is a distribution client and they have a fulfillment center in the uk and as a gateway to Europe. And it was causing absolute havoc in customs fees effectively for some of the countries, they would only contact the customer to pay the customs fees when that should be in the product price and that should be paid by the company itself, by the supplier. Um, and, you know, they, for this particular client, they had really wonderful customers who are willing to work with them. Yeah, so um, we, uh, found specialist um, tax advisors, legal advisors, uh, 
Um, so we have a suite of legal services. So we have international law, business law and employment law that we can uh, provide consultancy services to our clients for. So in that respect, we were able to identify um, how to set up an, a secondary fulfillment center um, to deliver in the EU until there was clarity, if you like, until we know what we're, what's happening, it settles down with all these extra, it's not just charges, there's extra charges, there's delays in customs, but also each customs process for each country in the EU is different because it's not acting as the EU anymore in terms of if, if goods are from the UK. So we've had, we're literally proactively supporting clients. And again, that's innovation. Like, could you find where in Europe and especially within the EU have one gateway there and one in the UK? That wasn't the, their strategy at all originally, but you have to adapt. You have to find a way that's cost effective, that keeps the standards there. The quality is not just in terms of marketing and how you describe your services it's measurable and it's real and delays in product distribution affects the quality of the overall performance and you know that could be literally uh, lose clients because they it could affect their business not having the supplies on time but i do think it's a case also of working through processes where rather than saying well this is an issue can we get forward yes it's an issue but then put the processes and timelines in place that are aligned to those hurdles and challenges at the moment um, and that re that then educates your customers and it sets another expectation and then you look at for instance the cost is a massive really good point like a massive point in terms of the cost of raw, raw materials especially well actually you can have a consort create a consortium locally of businesses that all need that raw material. And this is where businesses need to collaborate. They need to come together. So they're not forming anything legal between them, but they're having a an agreement between them, if you like, where they uh, are able to, there will be some, when I say it's not legal, it's not like a legal partnership or a new legal entity, but they will have a term of agreement between them where they can procure um, a volume of raw materials where that would like a cooperative really like a cooperative yeah without setting up a cooperative they can do that um it could be that they want to set up a cooperative because actually that may but if they say it's going to last potentially the impact could be a year a, a, at least a year maybe a year or two uh, hopefully not that long but in some cases some industries it will be is that that then again you're innovating you're you're overcoming that supply issue I also think that um, supply companies themselves, when you look at this is the companies receiving supplies, um, we can help them in terms of how they're operating and overcoming. So it could be, again, some of the delays obviously are, are very difficult to tackle with under the circumstances, right? But some of them are because they've, they're still using processes um, and ways of operating pre-pandemic rather than adapting and looking, could they get uh, more efficiency with online systems? Like their systems are outdated, for instance, could they have more, uh, say tracking, could that be enhanced so that they could have a more, uh, a higher quality and more streamlined performance in terms of how they're delivery. So there's always a solution when you look to innovate, you have to just look, investigate, 
and have people with the expertise to help you. I will say though, on that point, there's something that's quite interesting that I've only just uh, looked into recently, and that's the Liverpool Freeport um, status. So the government have looked at a number of different areas in the, com in the country to have a Freeport status region, if you like. And that means for especially raw materials for manufacturers who need raw materials, there will be uh, lower tariffs, there will be um, different commercial incentives and initiatives that really support that customs journey and the entry of, of raw materials into uh, the UK. And Liverpool um, put in a bid and that bid was approved. Um, so this is due to be implemented uh, next year in 2022. Um, and this will be huge for any sort of manufacturing business, even if it's not raw materials, it was in the supply chain, isn't it, for manufacturing? So um, we have just done our own sort of research into it of how we can support that whole process so that we can educate businesses and get businesses engaged um, about what it means, about what all those incentives are, um, who can apply what it's relevant to so that they can start modeling that and looking at how they can do things cost-wise a lot more efficiently. So it's a real massive positive for next year to plan towards. And I think until they say, right, we're ready, you know, we're ready to implement this when the government gives the go ahead next year, then nothing's being done about it to actually under even understand it. So we're just about to uh, release a campaign. Um, in terms of, you know, on our marketing that really engages manufacturers across Liverpool City region to say, look, any questions come to us as soon as it's being implemented, we'll have the services to work alongside you and make sure that, you know, you can apply, you can implement the measures that's needed and then, you know, that will take their business to the next level. Uh, now, on, on the uh, the show notes, we've got, got about a, a fixed focus model and, and about finding that. Uh, I'm not quite sure what one of those is. Uh, are we talking about uh, where a business's focus should be in moving forward or, or is there something, have I missed it completely? No, you've got it. You've got it. So I've got the find fixed focus model. It's something I've made up myself. I've created myself. It's not... Um, another model per se to follow it's more about a conceptual like where your mindset is in terms of how you approach things so you mentioned it much earlier oh you know you could be in the midst it's like you can't see the woods for the trees you're in the midst of a business you're juggling everything all the time and you know how do you really move forward there are a lot of challenges and number one no matter how busy you are and this is so hard to do for a lot of businesses which i appreciate um, but you need to step back, whether it's for that one day or um, however you do it. You need to step back so you're not working amongst your business. You need to have times regularly that you are, you know, reviewing what's happening in your business to take it forward. And when you do that, you're looking at your, that's the find, what is it that's not working as well and why? And that's where if you need to have someone come in and work alongside you and say, look, you could say, I think there's a problem here. And sometimes it's not obvious. Sometimes there are different. It's like when you've got 
something wrong in your body. Let's have this analogy. Like oh, I've got lots of things wrong with my body. I think you'd probably <laughs> shut my body down if it was a business. And then you think, oh, I've got a temperature. Yeah, then... got one of them. <laughs> bad yeah. knee, bad back. <laughs> and, you know, and you're like, what else have you got? Well, I've got a pain. Where is it? I've got real bad pain in the upper part of my abdomen. And then you think, oh, and I'm not sleeping too well. I feel a bit nauseous. And as you start to see more of the symptoms and find the symptoms, that leads you to the cause. Because if you just look overall, oh, I've got a problem with delivery. Some of the problems with delivery for our clients are because the ordering at the beginning from the sales side of the business has not been done correctly. It's not aligned. So there's misunderstandings with actually how things should be delivered. And that runs throughout the whole process, right? So delivery gets the brunt of it. So there's a problem with delivery when actually the actual problem was much earlier on. That's where the source is. So I'd say you have a look and you just think, right, I've got all these symptoms. So when you get to the point of um, you're feeling nauseous and it's the, there'll be a key symptom. Like the reason I said the pain at the upper part of your abdomen on the right-hand side, that's your gallbladder. So it could be there's a gallbladder symptom, right? You think, oh, I need to look at that. And actually it may not be the gallbladder, but it will be in that area, right? And you'll know from the other symptoms that go with it. And that's that's what business owners need to do. That's what we can help with. Um, but this is where, again, it's all about the expertise of how to be able to identify those issues. So you find it. And once you find it, you know what you're dealing with. So then you find a solution. So that's fixing it. So you unravel the problem. And then you look at what the solution is. And you can make sure it's immediate. So that is something that's practical. It's affordable for that time. But there has to be innovation in that solution because you're going, you need something to fix it. And this is what the difference is, I think, to pre-pandemic. Just fix it and we'll see how it goes. Actually, you're considering the longer term all the time now. You're considering what would work overall strategically for the business, not just a plaster, not just a Band-Aid. And then you look at focus and the focus is completely to innovate in all different ways how do you keep adapting your services and products how do you we've talked about it how do you open up new supply chains um and you'll find it, it is out of the comfort zone if you do not get out of your comfort zone your business will not thrive it may still carry on but it's not going to reach its success and if you listen to quite a few of the the big global brands and it doesn't mean they're all huge companies i'm not talking about the googles of the world um, the Good Business Festival actually covers this really well. So if you go on the website, they've got quite a few recordings. Um, is they've been big brands from not-for-profits, third sector, public sector, private sector together. And they look at like these controversial topics of what, you know, what businesses should be considering, what's really going on in the world, you know, especially for the UK economy. And one of the biggest things, all of them, all different industries have said, is if you do not do things differently and adapt, you're going to be left behind. And it's not a threat, it's a reality. But it it should be just embraced. I would say it's meant to be, if it's out of your comfort zone, embrace that, you know, take it forward. Most of it is on relationship. Talk to all the people in your networks. Businesses need to, you know, pull down the shutters and you know that they've had before. They need to get rid of those and talk openly um because there'll be a case i don't want to see that my business isn't doing well no matter how well businesses are doing they've all got problems 
So let's just open up the floor and be really supportive in sharing our experiences and expertise because that helps generate the innovation. That helps create the ideas of how to make it adaptable and move it forward with and look at new opportunities. It's not same old, same old. Just look at new opportunities. Think, how could we do that? And it's actually really exciting when you look at innovation like that. Amazing things start to happen. How frequently should people be looking at this? I mean, the obvious answer is all the time. It should be an ongoing thing. But the reality is people probably won't do that. They'll get bogged down with day-to-day challenges or or the demand on their time will be such that it just doesn't allow for that. So what sort of the minimum period? Should it be quarterly, biannually? Should it be once a week? Should it be every day? I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I know what the ideal answer would be, but perhaps... Really? What do you think it is? Let's well, I, I mean, I, I suppose for me, certainly probably once a week would be for looking at and assessing things or at least having a to-do list that you work through on a on a weekly basis so you're just taking things off and then perhaps quarterly sit down and do a a bit of an analysis of that last quarter and did it work how you expected what your plans are for the next quarter and and so on but I don't know it's 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 easier said than done isn't it sometimes and I think it has to be achievable and we need to look at human behavior. So yes, planning and organizing is coming to the forefront and it sounds so boring, but actually there's loads of apps. Like, honestly, I found just, I've been overwhelmed by it and then went and got help from an IT guy in one of our my sort of networking groups. So I'm out of my comfort zone and said, what will help? things keep on track a bit more make it more efficient so the reason I say that is because for you to have time it's not a lot of time but to actually take time out even if it's a couple of hours a week or something is huge it's huge when you're overloaded as you know running a company and I think if you number one can identify how to do things more efficiently now then that frees up a little bit of your time because things are automating a bit but things are organized better so you can you know what took you an hour before suddenly takes you five minutes you know um and i also think if you say well let's all the time like all the time never happens it's like saying we'll do it tomorrow tomorrow never comes right so <laughs> i'm not an advocate if you have to do it every day something's wrong like that means you're checking it every day there's an anxiety there and it's not happening you know um, <laughs> I think let's be realistic. So what I would say is actually monthly and whatever your, um, have it really clear. Everything, every, you know, business assistance is all extra admin and it's loads of extra work. It's not, it's about being really clear and concise. And I mean, scientifically, I studied psychology at university, like in terms of all of us as human beings, if we have something more structured, so it's a, written goal if you like or a defined goal even if it's not written um then you're working towards that because that in your mindset in your whole consciousness and your cognition everything is being done to make sure you achieve that 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 contributes towards achieving that goal um so it's 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 fundamental i think if you have your uh monthly review if you like where you just look over and say right this is what we're going to do. Um, you need a couple of key sessions. So I say quarterly, 
because things are changing a lot. So you're like, actually, it could be, to be honest, there's some ad hoc, which normally I wouldn't really say, but nowadays I really think it's important. If you have a new opportunity, you're like, oh, we never considered that before. And it could be you could um, have join a, a membership where you could get new leads and it's international, but you hadn't considered international. You're like, are we ready for it? Should we do it? Well, do your services really need to change to deliver to that? That's what you need to ask yourself. And if so, is it a big change? Is that something, why have you said no before? Why was that, we're not gonna do that before? And you, you it challenges you to find a reason. And quite often you think, well, actually, I thought be loads of you know, really high cost or we had to have things in different languages. Actually, you don't. So now, where do you go from there? You know, and, and I think if you, um, so you have those ad hoc reviews, but if you have your monthly, then you can say, right, these are my sort of actions, like you say your to-do list, these are the key things I'm going to do within the next month. Then you just touch on those weekly. You don't need, it's not about loads of extra time. It's about following a roadmap. So when you do the monthly, you're reviewing, has it worked? Well, what's worked and what hasn't? And some things take time. So it's like, well, we didn't expect that to move much in the first month, but you're looking at if there's been any sort of impacts that you hadn't foreseen, maybe. So you're keeping track of it to make sure it's going in the right direction. So that's what I would suggest, but not every day. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I suppose, uh, I mean, I usually give myself a few hours each week to sit down and, and, and do those sorts of things. And it's, it's, it's more a case of has something come up that week and it doesn't have to be done there. It doesn't have, even have to be deliberated there and then it can just go on the list um uh, for review at a time when it fits into your schedule or whether it it fits in and around what your plan is already um that ad hoc element to it i mean it's more of a structured ad hoc because i can try and keep it to a set time to do it but it's still a oh so and so mentioned that this week and actually that's worth having a look at or oh yeah this opportunity came about and i'd never even considered it and on the list it goes and i'll i'll get round to it when when i want to or if i can um i'm conscious of time so uh, is there any key tips i mean you've given some fantastic ones already for people in terms of of your area of expertise are, are there any other tips that we haven't quite touched upon that people are are probably worth bearing in mind when they're either trying to do these things themselves or when they're looking at reasons why they would need somebody like yourself to to give them that support oh gosh the million <laughs> dollar question yeah. <laughs> <laughs> loaded oh my word um i like i think the find fix focus model is is the simplest uh, foundational kind of tool if you like to make think keep it simple that's what i say keep it simple if you think i've got to look at something i've got to look at something new for my business i just don't have time if that's how you think about it then you're never going to make the time because you're going to say well how am i going to do that so i think if you have number one do put even if it's an hour just put something aside once a month secondly the find fix focus model sometimes in fact quite often to be fair when businesses um, that we've worked with, you know, they come to us and they'll say, I think oh, I've got this and I need this. And actually the issue 
is something different to what they thought it was. So they've seen what I call a symptom. Like we look at, I've got a fever. You know, they see a symptom. Oh, my sales have slowed. So I think it's this or uh, my marketing's not working. And it's like, well, the marketing's not working because there's always the pandemic, nothing can be done. Or, you know, we need more money for ads. Actually, you've not really got the right marketing strategy in place for it to work. And this is why. So I think if you do the find, it's the most critical important first step you can do and it's not to shy away from it and think oh i'm gonna have to have loads of money or i need loads of time both of those are not the case you know um it's let's start somewhere and as soon as you do that you're then going to start taking your business onto a slightly different track and remember this is all supportive it's all going to help your business fabulous words uh, if people want to get in touch claire how can they do that oh well i would love to say i'm on call 24 7 but i think i would never sleep for those manic people that are doing the the consistent reviews uh perhaps claire's not the person for you um but i have a whole team so yeah we can review anytime um, yes, so we're available. Um, we have a website, which is uh, dallasconsulting.co.uk. We're on Facebook, Dallas Consulting. We're on Instagram at Dallas Consulting. Um, we are, what have I gone through now? LinkedIn, I'm on very active on LinkedIn. Um, so that's Claire Dallas on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, you can call me. All my contact details are on there. You can call me at any time. You can text me. Now you can even WhatsApp me because now we can have updates in any way. So we're really, really uh, available um, and ready to answer questions. And I think there's something really important. And what I really believe in as well is to uh, be able to discuss whatever that problem. Of course, it's in confidence. Um, but to be able to just discuss, it's not I need to pick up the phone or I need to contact Yes, we do phone calls. Like, <laughs> of course, we do Zooms. I should say we do Zooms meetings. Yes, we are opening our office according to COVID safety gradually to have in-person meetings because that's uh, uh, important too. But I think um, what's really important and what uh, I would really like to uh, emphasize is to have discussions. And it could be, you know, we just point you in the right direction. This is not contact us to, um, because we want you to buy our services. That is not how we work. And um, I just think relationship wise, because of course it's all relationship led, but also particularly for the pandemic at the moment, um, it's even more important, just connect. You, you say, oh, I just want to know about this, or I'm not sure about this or I think I've got a problem here, whatever it is, contact and we'll have a discussion with you. And for me, it's it's really important that we can signpost you in the right direction. We can give information that really informative, so you can make an informed decision that really educates. Um, we can boost your confidence. There's a lot of business owners who are, you know, trying to appear confident and obviously and quite naturally are really anxious at this time you know, and think, am I the only one, you know, really going through this? And I don't want my business not to appear like it's it's good because I'm really striving for that. 
and it's like just get get in contact and we put you on the right track and i think that is the most important uh thing we can contribute the most important thing we can do um for us all to come through this with flying colors yeah a, fr- a friend of mine said they, they they contacted me the other week and uh, okay. i was like how you started going through all the different the, the social media platforms the emails the text messages the the whatsapp the facebook messenger i was like you'll have to point me in which direction I've, I, I can't see it and i don't know where the hell it's potentially gone so uh yes all those details will be in the show notes, folks, so you will be able to hopefully find a nice and easy way of getting in touch with Claire. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed the show. If you have, give us a, a review on the platform you're using to listen to it. If you'd like to be a guest, then the business spotlight at thepodstation.co.uk or get in touch on the social media platforms I mentioned previously. Claire, thank you very much for all your help. It's been a, a fascinating chat. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Oh, it's been wonderful. I absolutely think this is just absolutely brilliant. And I think what's amazing is to uh, provide a platform where you can just chat, you can engage, we can share knowledge, share experience, and just like that's that's powerful and it's and it's fun. It's really good. So I hope people have enjoyed it. They are shining endorsement if you want to be a guest and an even shining more shining endorsement to listen. Although I guess if you're listening to this, you're already listening. In which case you're not the person to tell. You need to tell all your friends and your family and your business contacts instead. Uh, so thank you very much for listening, guys, and we will catch you next time. Bye now. Bye. If you'd like to submit your business to be on the show, simply email spotlight at thepodstation.co.uk or message us on social media at The Podstation on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out all our shows exclusively on thepodstation.co.uk.